This season of the Arts Explanatory Comma Podcast is brought to you in part by the City of Houston and Houston Arts Alliance. Houston Arts Alliance is a local arts and culture organization whose principal work is to implement the City of Houston's vision, values, and goals for its art grant making and civic art investments. HAA's work is conducted through contracts with the City of Houston, overseen by the Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. HAA also executes privately funded special projects to meet the needs of the arts community, such as disaster preparation, research on the state of the arts in Houston, and temporary public art projects that energize neighborhoods. In short, HAA helps artists and arts nonprofits be bold, productive, and strong. We want to say thank you to Houston Arts Alliance and the City of Houston for your support of our little podcast. Now, let's get to it. Hey, just quick heads up. This podcast may contain some adult language and adult themes. So if you got kids around, tell them earmuffs. If you at work, put your headphones on. Just make sure you're not about to get in trouble for listening to this. Also, remember that it is all in artistic context. We're not just out here talking crazy for no reason. All the time, anyway. Um, but stay tuned. to that right the art scene as an artist in chicago is just harder to get into yeah and but at the same time in chicago they understand what an artist is so like i've been places and they're like oh you're an artist like uh, just yeah, being yeah, regular yeah. Me, I got yeah. wearing whatever i'm trying to wear right yeah. it's like oh you're an artist like oh, no problem here it's like i'm doing the same thing and they're like why are you weird yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like houston it sounds yeah, like houston <laughs> well that's I, honestly that's just texas yeah. in austin people are weird just to be weird mm. like it ain't it ain't they ain't artists they just weird like, okay like i mean they may be artists but it's like oh yeah so what type of art do you do so i do fire blowing but i try to make it look like balloon animals like what the fuck is that <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah. Like it's so. <laughs> See, Raquel is laughing quietly because she's trying to deny the fact that I'm right. right. Like whatever. She doesn't. <laughs> anyway, the unfamiliar voice that you hear is Vernon Akili. He is a mixed media artist and art educator based here in Houston, Texas. He's originally from small town New Jersey, Teaneck, right? Uh, Longside, Longside, yeah. Is, it's it is a small town of about two thousand people. Maybe we got like an extra hundred this year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a like historical. I mean, I guess like much of where I'm from, uh, Northeast Corridor is historic. So we have like um, the Underground Railroad went oh, wow. through there. Um, there's like a house preserved that was part of the Underground Railroad. Oh, that's nice. Um, like my family. Um, I'm related to like the Steele family, so like they have history that goes back, like it's been like documented, like National Geographic stuff like that. Oh wow! So yeah. Okay. We'll see. Or e- even like I-, I haven't looked into it. Somebody else did it in in the past. Like the name James, like my last name, my actual last name is James. Yeah. Goes back to James Island, which is like uh, South Carolina. Is was like the plantation, but yeah. those people that lived on that island then kind of i guess like bought part of it and that's got goes into like galagichi culture oh, okay yeah so like this is this history is all like oh all over. 
That's small, small but powerful for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or small but uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. I was That's like, wow. Dope. I was about to get these jokes off about a town of two thousand, but I was like, never mind. It's like my high school had more people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Both our high schools. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, but, like, like for me, like because like, like history's been taught to me, like throughout the whole time. So like, uh, if not about my town or my area, uh, about black or native american or yeah or how we kind of got this town mm -hmm. when you have like a, a richer white town next to it like yeah that. so yeah that's really cool well vernon received his bachelor's of fine arts from fairly dickinson university which is in teaneck new jersey that, there's yeah. there it is <laughs> his art is about celebrating the natural beauty of african americans with a particular focus on natural hair and it's about seeing the power and beauty and grace in distressed imagery I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, his work has been on display at the University, uh, I'm sorry, at the Houston Museum of African American Culture and in Texas Southern University's Art Museum as part of the citywide African American exhibition. Let's welcome. Yeah, <laughs> let's welcome Vernon Akili. Thank hey. you, sir. Welcome. Can't hear that. It's all right. <laughs> it picks it up a little bit. So. You, you told us a little bit about, you know, your city's history with a little bit of family history wrapped in that. I'm sure that'll come up again. Uh, but let's start with what, what was your first memory of art? When did you first uh, I come mean, in contact? That's, that's one of those things where it's like you've been doing it for so long. There is no first memory. Mm -hmm. You have to just think of the first time anybody said anything about it. Yeah. Um, and what comes to my mind is like my mom always refers to me as um, or always refers to the fact that I used to draw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, so that would be like first memory but like I, I almost literally been like always drawing so yeah. I, I don't think there was a time when I wasn't Yeah, I mean I'm sure there wasn't but like you know even throughout school you know you know how you're in a class like I teach so there's kids that draw Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with it but like that, that, that was me yeah. and that's why I don't have a problem it's like I can focus and draw yeah. and like do I, I need to I need to constantly be doing that you know what I mean same like if, like, I'm, if I'm in a meeting draw yep. if <laughs> like, I'm not drawing I'm I'm not paying attention right I'm gonna like, lose it's very weird I'm gonna lose a lot I'm gonna lose a lot of information <laughs> yeah this is gonna go right one in one ear right out the other may not even go in that ear right. like just <laughs> and actually Vernon and I used to work for the same district mm -hmm. company whatever you want to call it educational uh, organization education. yeah, they, there you go mm -hmm. whatever i don't <laughs> do that anymore so it's not that important to me uh, <laughs> such a jerk. but no so i mean i remember being in those meetings and yeah just about everybody in the art department meeting was either drawing or writing just it never seemed like we were paying attention but then all of a sudden you see one hand shoot up and then the discussion starts and everybody's engaged again mm -hmm. so it's a very weird thing but you know whatever um but also it's interesting to hear you know you talk about the teenage mutant turtles as like that thing that your mom remembers you drawing because i think most artists have that and it's usually some sort of cartoon character mm -hmm. like i don't know too many artists that are like well at the age of seven i was doing a fruit bowl <laughs> still life like it was it's well, never that well, like, we were talking last time that's uh at least that's what he says kai hende wali he's like his earliest his mom just take him to the museum, and that's why he retreats. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. I wish I could see Mark's face right now. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, that's what he said. I'm just telling you what he says. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not denying that that's the case. I'm just like, 
It's just funny. Okay. But yeah, it's just... <laughs> okay. It, I mean, but okay, not necessarily for him, but like, if you could imagine, if you go back far enough when there wasn't television, <laughs> I would imagine that if oh, you were not drawing absolutely. from cartoon, because we have media, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to go from like the acting things physical, that are there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, but of course, in that time, there was no, like, the way that you became an artist. First of all, being an artist was a revered profession. I mean, it still is, isn't it? It depends well, on okay. where you are. Okay, because because of media still, so like it hurts us and it helps us, right? Yeah. So because of media, now everybody wants to be an artist and art because <laughs> because it's so everywhere. Yeah. It's you can in some cases you can say it's degraded. Yeah. In some cases you can say it's uplifted. Yeah, right? it's a very interesting thing because art is all around us, which we ignore right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. When we think about that, like products there's someone that designs the packaging for products there's someone that has designed those logos but we don't think about that as art we just think about that as uh, i mean packaging whatever yeah Yeah. but actually the the process to going in and designing shit like that is actually really cool but yeah people so people don't think about that right and then we do have this depiction of artists as the starving artists who you know is careless and carefree and irresponsible and things like that you know Raquel swears up and down we're all flaky I do and I stand by it go stand somewhere I mean, else <laughs> maybe I feel like people are flaky it's the, it's the free spirit part I, I, I say it loosely I'm like oh, all artists are flaky but a lot of you in my experience are like mm, doesn't I'm gonna be late or I don't wanna do this anymore but it's a lot of people that's just late or yeah, that's what I said. But I mean, don't. Yeah. But if, or, okay, if you're looking at it as just artists, right? Maybe. But I feel like there are less repercussions for artists to be flighty because it's usually attributed to the artistic spirit. That's all it is. I'm not. Maybe. I don't mean it with. If you if you look at it as a business or mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, I think all entrepreneurs, especially if you're starting, are going to be a little bit flaky. It's going to seem flaky. Or seem. But there's no, just yeah. one thing after another that mm-hmm. happens and things like that. And I mean, honestly. Artists can't, most artists can't afford to be that flaky. Right. We got to show up. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't show up and drop your art at the right time, that shit ain't going up. That's That's money. money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As a photographer, if you don't show up on time, bruh, that's money. You losing money. Like, I, and if, yeah, if you're saying, early, (laughs) if you're saying the people that, that are continuously flaky, that's, then that will separate the people that, continue to progress mm-hmm. and the people yeah. that are stay at wherever or some of those people are people that have reached a certain level of success and now they're just like fuck you right but, <laughs> so but i mean that. that's what everybody would do right if you have your own business that's you know, what a lot some of people, people are gonna be like yeah. nah, I, I don't i'm, feel like I'm late you'll be all right yeah. like or just call them and be like hey i'm not coming go on without me like it I'm, nobody i'm not saying it's right but yeah that's what, that's what I mean. mm-hmm. you know but whatever i just want our <laughs> listeners to know <laughs> When I say flaky, I don't mean it as bad as um, they all seem to have taken mm-hmm. it. That's oh. fine. You can backpedal if you want. I, I'm backpedaling because oh. I don't need any. I don't want any more smoke behind it. It's just when I was oh, artists are flaky, and I usually say it to Mark when Mark be on that bullshit, <laughs> which is not often. Uh, which is why I'm wondering why he brought it up. Anywho, uh, you brought it up, not me. So Vernon, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. When did you know that you were an artist? Or what did you just accept calling yourself an artist? An artist. I don't think uh, that's not the difficult thing for me. I mean, 
I always been like, oh, an artist, right? Yeah. The the difficult thing is saying professional, mm. like, and I still don't really do that now. I'm kind of still shying away from that, and I'll say mid level. I'm a mid level. You're still professional. <laughs> Have you ever been paid for artwork? For sure, you're so a professional, professional yeah. right? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like for some reason, professional to me is greater than I guess what I'm doing. I I think it's, it, it'll probably end up being one of those things where it's like the goal to what you want is constantly moving. So you'll never be exactly what you want because by the time you get there, you evolve yeah. to something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I guess I should just stop and say professional. <laughs> <laughs> Won't happen. Won't happen. I mean, that makes sense. That, yeah. Because it's So how do you define me. your role? Like, I'm, a, you, I'm a medium uh, level medium artist. Level. Okay. Right. And when people are like, what's that? You just. I, then I explain. Like, you oh, know, okay. I'm not, not. Everybody doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. But. Some people yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, okay. but there are always levels to professionalism, right? Like, mm-hmm. you could be a first-year resident, but you're still a doctor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you can't you can't sell yourself short. Like, you could work in the mailroom. You have a professional job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just not an executive. I'm, I'm not a CEO. Man. Yeah, exactly. You're you know a communication saying? logistics specialist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to. That's, that's a bit too much. Like that. <laughs> right. But I think it's important. It's important to... Uh, to kind of celebrate your small victories. And I think oftentimes, especially artists, I think a lot of people in general. That's the speaker going on. Oh, that's it's fine. Like, I was just like, what the hell what is, is going this? on? <laughs> nah, but um, I think a lot of times, especially as artists, we tend to kind of downplay what it is that we do or who we are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just gotta you just gotta lean into that and be like, nah, this is, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm a professional. Because if somebody's like, hey, can you draw me a picture of my cat for? I'll give you fifty bucks. Sure. Really? Professional. I'm not doing this shit. I mean, I need more than fifty dollars. Depends on <laughs> if I'm if I'm just gonna throw it out real quick. Why not? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Like a little five ten minute sketch. Yeah. Here you go, fifty dollars, please. But yeah, no, I mean, but there are levels to it. You know what I'm saying? And we have to kind of rest on that and be like, nah, I'm I'm worth more. I am more than I've been giving myself credit for. But it's also important that we set that next goal to make sure that we're reaching for something greater than ourselves. Um, so you've been teaching three years? This is your third year, right? Yeah, I came in in the, I started in the middle of the year, so technically three, but I'm really at like one, two and a half. TR is going to tell you three. Yeah, they're going to say you good. That's like weird. Yeah, that, sorry, guys, that's teacher speaking. Like I've, I've, yeah. My fifth graders are going to be... Do you teach elementary? Middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Oh, okay. In this particular organization, fifth grade right. is part middle. of middle school, which is weird because Oof, fifth grade babies. is still elementary in other places or it's an intermediate school. Like, yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Um, U.S. education, am I right? <laughs> so in your third year, how are you, how are you juggling? How are you balancing this uh, teaching thing? And I don't know. Just <laughs> one step. One step at a time. Keep putting them. Keep putting steps in front of each other. If you look back, it's a mile. You know, that's it. That's all you can do. Yeah. Just get it. Just do do what you do. What's in front of you. You know. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good enough answer for you. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It. So we actually interviewed uh, Delita Martin, and we asked her about balance mm-hmm. because she is a mother, she is a wife. She is a wildly successful 
fine artists. <laughs> and oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, yo, how do you balance it all? She's like, I don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. She's like, some things fall by the wayside. Some things, you know, if you're doing well in one area, you're probably sucking Not in, in another, another area. area, right? So you know, no nah, that. It makes sense. I mean, it, it falls right in line with yeah. <laughs> with that and with this, you know, uh, when We're I heard her say the that, myth of balance. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I, accepting that, too. Like, I think you can. I'm not saying it's impossible, but just the, the my current setup is not it's not possible. Like, yeah. you're either going to be like an not that I'm not a good teacher, but you're either going to be an excellent teacher and be really organized for that. Yeah. But then you can't be anything a great else. artist, you know? Yeah. Or you're going to be a good artist and everything else is going to suck. Yeah. So let's talk about your art. How would you describe it to someone engaging it for the first time? Um, this this current art that I'm working on um, kind of comes out from, like, a conversation I had with somebody when I was trying to explain why I liked this house in Chicago that was kind of like the house that was falling over. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... It wasn't the fact that the house was, um, maybe it was the fact that the house was in disarray, but it was just like, it has so much possibility and there's so many things or dreams or, I'll just go back to the word things, that can happen mm-hmm. in that house or that house can be. Um, and with that, you know, I just started thinking of how this distress because you know like i said it was like an old abandoned house Mm -hmm. uh distress still has a certain level of beauty um so i wanted to create something of myself of my own thoughts i mean obviously you're an artist right um but from that um distress concept if that makes any sense is the distress theme um consistent through all your artwork or is it just kind of this series um, just this series so it, it kind of slowly started i don't have anything where I, where I started well i guess this big one up here um you guys can't see if you're listening to it um we'll put it up but that's sort of like this somewhere around the start um and, and like i said before i used to oil paint um so uh this is like the transition between oil and drawing uh, the problem that i had with oil painting is that i still love drawing but there isn't, at least to me, a lot of ways to show my drawing abilities and what I like about drawing in oil painting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's sort of just, to me, it's just like smoothing out everything. Whereas drawing, you can see my like hand uh, craftsmanship or technique. Okay. And I wanted to portray that more with drawing. Um, but I think the question was something about uh, distress. Yeah, the th- I, I was asking like themes off. that are current in your, or consistent in your work. Yeah, so it's just, it's really just this, um, this section of work. Uh, I think over here there's like two paintings. But this is the the main thing I'm working on right now is like this dress. I'm going to I'm going to most likely move more towards, uh, more so. Not distress because I feel like the distress is kind of like a. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a cliche, not a cliche. Um, something that you just add to your art for people to look at mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of being something that you actually created, you know? Um, there's a word that I want to say for that, but I can't even think of it. I mean, but I think with that, there's it's, it's, a, it's all about intentionality, right? While some people try to 
add distressing as kind of an applique technique to make something look more interesting, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing it for a specific reason. Your intention, there's more intention right. there. So, I mean, like, I, I still want to keep with distress yeah. work, um, but I want to just move away from gimmick. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Like, and not not that, like you're saying, like, yeah, it is it is purposeful, but to me, when I look at it as a whole sometimes, it's like, there's this gimmick. And I see a lot of people using paper or newspaper or writing or old books in in their background of their work. And yeah. it becomes this gimmick, a recurring gimmick that people use to just create. And, and, I, and I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a um, I, I've done it, too, like just to create texture, just so it's more. So you have to look closer or, or 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 like, you know, if you think of it as music, like a lot of people just put like layers of different sounds in their music. So it's oh now it's deeper. And I mean, that's what I've done, too. But I want it if, if I'm going to make it deeper, you want it to be more. Important I want it to be from me, from my hands. If it's the gimmick, is what I've created, what I've thought about, you know, yeah. what I mean? not what I've just collected and then put out, you know. What I mean? yeah. yeah. Are you? Are is there like a specific type of newspaper articles you use in the background, or just um, so like works? so like this one from the start? Uh, I was living in New Orleans, uh, and I kind of just went out there on like a whim, and um, the place I was staying at was kind of like in the hood. And uh, the dude that lived down the hall got stabbed that night. Like nothing, nothing. I had anything to do with it, right? I hope so. Not. I started doing. I, hope not. I started doing. The, <laughs> it's like the funny thing is, I started doing the newspaper, and uh, I was just randomly collecting newspaper. And what when I looked at it, I was using like a lot of the obituaries, mm-hmm. which oh, wow. was like I didn't do that on purpose, but somehow I would say like you know subconsciously, you chose these things that were something that was happening uh, to you at that time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a lot with my art because I'm I'm a lot of technique based, so I'm going to see if that happens again. Like you know what I mean? Is is what I'm doing something that I can recreate constantly over a large number of artworks? Okay. Um, I would say no, but over trying uh, from time trying to do that, then I come up with an, a newer concept. So then I have like the headlines, and I'm trying to connect those headlines or put a thought into the viewer's mind with those headlines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or make some type of ejection position between uh, the headlines and uh, the newspaper or something like that. Um, I I have some at the bottom where I'm working on trying to create my my own newspaper. So the ones right there that don't have a picture on the front, like I actually just wrote that out and then printed it on um, like news, news, uh, news print. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, made that as if it was my own story. So it's kind of like just quotes that I picked up or, you know, quick ideas in my mind I wrote down. So that way it's it's from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, let's, I, I want to step back real quick. What brought you to Houston? Was it teaching or? Uh, no, well, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but really I, I, I love Chicago. I think Chicago is one of the best cities, like living there because um, I, I like biking. Like I don't really, like I don't do cars like that. I mean, I can, but I don't like it, right? Yeah. Um, so Chicago, you have the ability to have the option, right? That's what I'm about. It's yeah. Option. So I, I can bike if I want. I can drive if I want. Yeah. I can use public transportation if I want. Yeah. And none of those um, modes of transportation are slowing me down or, yeah. or or make it so I can't get somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, so in my respect, Chicago is probably one of the be- better cities, um, but it was cold. So <laughs> uh, it was already a point in time in my life when I was just really fed up with cold. 
Aren't you from New Jersey? I am from New Jersey. Okay. When I was when I was when I lived in New Jersey, I was kind of tired of the cold, and I and I moved to Chicago for a job, mm-hmm. and then the cold was worse, uh-huh. and I thought it would be similar, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it. So I was already thinking of moving to a, a warmer climate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I really didn't want to come to Texas, but I I thought Texas would uh, at least Houston mm-hmm. was going to meet a lot of the um, things that I wanted in a city like like you know it'd be warm uh it'd be pretty city-esque right mm-hmm. yeah. and I thought it'd be cheap um because oh, your, be. your your downtown wasn't <laughs> utilized it used so to be I, cheap. so I figured right like uh oh I can go down here get like some type of storefront um you know I gotta I might have to do some like researching but find some type of storefront and then I would have like studio gallery living space all yeah. in one um, but upon getting here, that didn't really work out. So. Yeah, sorry about that, bro. <laughs> sorry about that. Like, 10 years ago, you probably could have got into the Heights for a decent price, yeah. and you would have had all of that. Right, right, right. I mean, uh, I'm sure. I'm how sure. long have you been in Houston? Uh, this would be like my third year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You just you just missed the boat, bro. Yeah. yeah like I <laughs> and the, the sad thing is, like, now, I, I like I still like Texas because I travel. Like, I try to do, like, a big trip every, like, around around 4th of July time. I do, like, yeah. a big trip, and I go, like, all across Texas. And, like, I wish I would have seen some of the other cities first because, like, San Antonio is a little bit cheaper and it's more aligned with what I want. And there is, really? like, a, uh, a little bit. So it's, it's it's relatively cheaper. Like, you know, like what you would pay here. It's, it's, it's cheaper. Yeah. Right. It is. San Antonio is cheaper. But it's a lot like here, too. But so what I like about uh, San Antonio, which you might not like. That's my big question. It has, like, the river walk. And the Riverwalk has that pool of people that can come in or you can spend time there and yeah. you can build off of that. Like, not that I think it's the best thing to always think about money when you, you do stuff, but at the same time, you do have to think about money. Uh, yeah. So to have this this large, like, money generator in the city, yeah, that is where people, like, congregate at. If you can build your business near or close to there, then you're going to hopefully reap the benefits of that yeah and hopefully you'll be starting out at a cheaper price point than houston you know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah yeah for those things okay um, and that's i mean my brothers live in san antonio i was just about to say. i am not a fan of san antonio yeah i mean i think san antonio's got a, like I, I think like in texas like a lot of cities have texas problems like you know like <laughs> whereas like if you're if you're in new jersey every city's a little bit different so every city has its own separate problems yeah but texas is kind of like there's just texas problems so all the cities have like what do you similar. Mean like what? So like like I I don't think most of the cities, and and this is me right. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. my my general point of view. Don't yeah, take no, it, don't I'm take just, it wrong. Don't no, take no, it wrong. No, I'm just trying to. So I'm like, too Texas I'm to be curious. offended. I'm yeah, just curious. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I love I love Texas. But I don't think I would want to really move anywhere else. I like I like I like that it's kind of like its own country. Like mm-hmm. it's, we got everything here. Yeah. We got snow in the top. <laughs> we got the beach so at the bottom. We got snow in the middle sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and but we got not. the desert on the other side. And yeah. Uh, so, um, but like, okay. So like here, and at least this, to me, everything is very, and like I already said this, I don't like cars like that, right? Yeah. So it's very car oriented. Every city is. Very much so. So like. Thank you, Coke That's brothers. a Texas, that's a Texas problem. Like you're not going to go anywhere or any city without it being like, well, we got these cars and trucks and we got to get them through and they're going to be rolling fast. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's a Texas problem. Um. Okay. Like like your your walking system, like how you're gonna just walk throughout the city. Oh no, nah, it's usually it's usually Sidewalks a little bit messed up. 
Right. So that's a Texas problem because all the cities are like that. Like you might have a few sections here or there where, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go walk through here and it's okay. But then you're going to meet, you're going to have a big interchange point where you're like, oh, where did I just go? Because now I can't walk. I can't yeah. go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like literally the buildings are built up to the curb. Right. And, and that's it. Yeah. But the funny, so that's actually hilarious because there will be large parts where you have all of these storefronts. And they all have walk-up storefronts, right? But there's no sidewalk, and it's on a busy-ass street, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the parking is around the back, but there's no entrance at the back. Like it's the door. Right. <laughs> okay, all right. I see. I can. I can definitely understand that. I can. Or but, like your 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 high. I mean, which is great if you're in a car, but the highway system <clears throat> takes more importance over like a yes. lot of other things. So like all the cities are kind of like that. Like yeah. you got. I don't know seven lanes for the highway and you know true. you can see i-10 from space that's right. what they say that should be it though but i-10 go i-10 is an exception though because i-10 goes from literally from one ocean to the next yeah like okay. <laughs> so you know i mean you can Close literally go la to atlanta yeah like okay. <laughs> it's crazy so i mean that makes sense but no you're right and i mean i have to take a little stab at Dallas real quick because they think their city's better because their highways are prettier. Right. Which oh, you is just like said their highways thing. are prettier, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, right. like, shut up. Where, where do you, <laughs> when you go travel somewhere, do you go say like, oh, I'm going to go check out all their beautiful highways? Absolutely not. And, and, and parking lot structures. Like, I can't wait to get to Houston to check out the beautiful parking lot structures. Like, those, hey, those I, are amazing. I do want to see the super highway in Africa, though. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a, okay. That's yeah. the only one, though. I've only seen <laughs> pictures of it, and only on, like, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. But, you know, right. apparently there's a super, super, super highway high. that's even bigger than I-10. Wow. I want to see that. And it's in Africa? Wow. Like, is it going to sound so ignorant, but, like, do they have, like, wild, like wild animal uh, crossing because no. we have like deer crossing no. don't do this mark no no. no 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 we have deer crossing and stuff like that like i wonder what that's like is thanks. it is it gazelle thanks a lot is it thanks thanks a lot there always has to be some some little bit amount of ignorance right. you're welcome thanks all right no. <laughs> do it. so all right. let me ask you this though how do you think the south has influenced your artwork if at all i don't know i wouldn't say I wouldn't say the South influenced my artwork. What what I would say. Well, I'm just is saying, like, like being here in the South has that. Yeah. So like, just just for me, it's just easier to get into art market. Like I don't think mm. uh, a lot of the art opportunities that I've gotten wouldn't have come to fruition. I don't know what the word yeah. I'm looking for uh, would have come out if I was in the North. You know, it's just competition. It's just higher higher competition. Like I mean, even with jobs, you know, you're you're in whatever city on the North. Uh, everybody has a degree not to say that everybody doesn't have a degree here but if you have a degree you can get a job whereas if you got a degree somewhere else yeah you get a job but you're not going to get the job you want or close to the job you want see what i'm saying does that make sense this is, if, if there's I, more if there's more competition there's less opportunity that sounds really bad i think but. the difference i think the difference so like so I spent time in Chicago too. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you talked about like breaking into the art market there. Chicago is just, and I've had this conversation with my homies in Chicago. Chicago is a gang city, <laughs> and I mean that in terms of <laughs> no, 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 not like I know all these South Side. I eh, ain't talk about that. 
it had the city itself has a gang mentality. If I don't know you, you're not coming in here. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. where it, it is true that eighty percent of people that get jobs get jobs because of who they know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Whatever. Cool. If that eighty percent is the norm, Chicago is like hundred and twelve percent. Like they they are not fucking with you. Okay, I can understand. Somebody in the organization doesn't know you, know who you and are. not know you like oh yeah this is Vernon you know we play basketball every day. nah it's like I don't know him like that I need to like you what's his mom's name like <laughs> like that kind of thing because mm-hmm. I remember when I was out there you know I was sending out resumes and portfolios I think I sent a total of may, in seven months being there probably like in the first two months I know I sent like 200 250 emails <laughs> and applications and you know photo portfolios and things like that and I get things like oh yeah your work's beautiful no eh. full and stop. that's like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's full stop boom never con- never hear back from them and in a lot of cases I just wouldn't hear from people at all mm-hmm. um, and over the seven months I was at about that about that pace mm-hmm. so I'm gonna say it during that seven months probably about 1400 resumes and portfolios and all kind of shit never nothing but when i started hanging around with certain artists there because i reached out which i reached out to probably like two or three hundred artists and got responses from like two um (laughs) they were like nah man you really gotta know somebody Mm -hmm. or else it's just not happening Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of a lot of places operate kind of in that same vein like new york is a different beast but ain't no rules in new york like shit just happens it's very weird i don't I don't understand New York. Maybe y'all, maybe y'all can explain it. Whatever. Um, some dude from Brooklyn gonna hit us with an email. Nah, son, it's Brooklyn style, baby. Shut the fuck up. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Stop asking me that. You know this is me. But no, like I think a lot of places operate kind of on that same thing. Texas and the South is very much like, oh, it's okay, baby. Come on, let me show you. Like it's. <laughs> Okay. Whether it's jobs, education, whatever, for the most part, we're very welcoming. Welcoming people are very much like, "Hey, if I have some information, let me give it to you. Let me help you out with this. Eh, stay away from that. Stay away from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing." So, I think that might be it. But there might be something too. You know, competition. I don't know. I mean, but maybe it's maybe it's a perception of competition right. as opposed to actual competition. I don't know. But yeah, we just like people. In the wrong, I like that. Yeah. That's good. That's people good in other cities don't. They like, don't like. They don't people. like people. No. New no. York hates people. It's not that they hate people. They just hate people. They hate they people that hate. are not New Yorkers, right? But they put a real high bar on what it means to be a New Yorker, though. I've been here thirty five years. You ain't no New Yorker. Like what the fuck? I'm thirty six. Like what the <laughs> like, I really feel that way. Depends. Anyway, what's the end? Um. So I have another question about your work. Obviously, I'm supposed to have a bunch of questions about your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is why the focus on natural hair? Um, so for me, um, <coughs> so excuse me. So I, I look at a lot of other cultures, na- 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 mainly um, like Mexican. So there's always this debate in like I guess you can call it the African community. Why aren't Black people as connected as say like a Mexican? Uh, community um and, and one of those things that comes up is the language right they have a, a language that connects them across you know you're going to talk spanish on 
East Coast, you're going to talk Spanish in Texas, you're going to talk Spanish in uh, California, right? Yeah. Black people don't have that, right? But we're all connected some way, right? And even our skin tone is different, right? We got mm-hmm. light, dark, in between, and all that, right? Yeah. But the one thing that can connect us, which I guess there is variations in that too, would be like the hair, right? We all kind of have this hair that everybody puts down. It's this kinky, nappy, whatever you want to call yeah. it, hair. Um, not that it speaks, but if we are to be somehow connected, uh, that's one thing we can look to. Yeah. Um, oh, that and also, like, I'm an anime fan, so you always have, like, the crazy hair in anime, so it's kind of like, I don't know, black, blackalizing, I'm trying to find a word there, <laughs> <laughs> this anime concept, right? So, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's where my focus would come from, right? Interesting. So... Hold on, I'm still processing. Still processing. Because I'm like, I guess for me, for when it comes to black people, like, I, I definitely I definitely see how hair is like, it's that immediate thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's, you can change the way you talk, whatever. You can even change the texture of your hair. But guess what? You still had to have a kind of conversation with somebody about what the hell products would actually work for the texture of your hair to change the texture of your damn hair. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like that's that's that immediate connector. connector. Cause for me, I always think about language, but I love language, right? Mm-hmm. So I think about the way that we talk as black people. And no matter whether you grew up in the suburbs and you have this very proper way of speaking, or you grew up in the hood in Houston, or you grew up in the hood in Atlanta, like we still have the ability to understand right. all of those. Right? Like the the there is such thing as a black voice like we're well not 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 as how you sound but like our language oh yeah like yeah, i can yeah. tell yeah the I, words we use and how we put them together yeah. i'm like oh it's a black, a black person, person. Yeah. yeah like there are very few people even if they i'm i'm saying this specifically for this conversation mm-hmm. even if you're like oh well they talk white you can still you it's still so it's still something like oh okay all right, you're still one of me. All right, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Even over the phone, like you can hear it. You know, um, so that's actually from like when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I don't know, because right. I feel like our language is a little bit. It connects us too, but that's because I'm a, I'm a person that I I love language. I love languages. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, I like the way niggas talk, man. Right. Like, <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm not gonna. Um, like, no matter where it's from, like, I I love it. Like, to the point where, like, like some people understand like big differences in accents, right? Like, I can tell when somebody's from yeah. New York. Like, I, I say, I, can, I say water. Yeah, right. that's and that's very for this for yeah, that's water. What that is. Okay, water. 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 <laughs> water, yeah, water, water. That I mean, that's that's a New Jersey thing. I've heard. Philly dudes say it kind of interesting. It, it's something like that, but not quite. Um, but Philly dudes also talk like they have a mouthful of something. It's very weird. Um, I always, do you know what I'm talking no, about? I, or maybe I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But nah, on. like most people can tell, like new, the difference between New York, right. and like somewhere in the South. New York is like, what are you? We're talking. You're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like you can you can distinguish that. And we can distinguish regionally, right? Like Southern people know, oh, you're not from Texas, you're from Louisiana, mm-hmm. or you gotta be from Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Alabama, right? But 
for me, I listen so tough. I can un, I can hear the difference between somebody from Florida and somebody from Georgia. Yeah, and it's very small, but, but it's I, there. Yeah, it's yeah. there. It's there. I understand the difference between somebody from LA and somebody from the Bay. Like it's very small, but it's there. You know what I'm saying? I can easily spot someone from Baltimore versus the rest or versus DMV. Yeah, <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore versus DC, like it's it's a very interesting thing because that the, excuse me, DC. That's when you get that you that that real guttural kind of. My family's from there. I don't want them to think that I'm talking about them. I gotta nah, go home I mean, for the holidays. I say all that just to say, like for me, it's language, but I also understand how the immediacy of hair is like. Both. Okay, I mean, like cool, if, if, if um to to put the argue back on you know, onto minds, right? Or to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can change here just like accent change, but uh, as you were explaining, there's all these different types of dialects. Just like there is a black dialect, but there's tons of dialects, right? Yeah. But there is like for the for at least in my argument, for the main majority, there's one of this type of hair. Right? For the most part. It's it's yeah. the coil, right? That's it, like yeah, extremely tight. A commonality that right. carries be like throughout the different. Because right. Raquel's thinking about hair types and things. Like no, that. well, yes, yeah. but but they. Are, I still lump it all into. Yeah. There's a lot of different black hair types, but there aren't that many other hair types. So I'm not. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it's still yeah. a distinction: black hair, non-black hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. like that Brazilian yaki and shit. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> 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 I told you I don't feel well. I'm and sorry. this is what we doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to dip into that good hair documentary and be like, yeah, that age, that that uh the documentary wasn't even good. It was anyway. It wasn't back to that the Indian art. lady praying, getting her. You know back to the art. That's black hair too. <laughs> what is uh, a we're gonna ignore Mark. We're gonna turn your mic off. That's what's gonna happen. What does a day of creation look like for you? Like, do you have an art philosophy, an um, art process? I don't have a, a process. Um, for me, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm about technique. Mm -hmm. So it's about uh, if there's something, let, let's say there's a mistake that I make, but it's, you know, you make happy mistakes and you're the Bob Ross, right? Yeah. Um, it's about trying or the ability to recreate that exact same thing. Right. So if uh, like right now I'm focused on line, but uh, I want to move into coloring more with my line. So I have my one picture here with the um, it's like the all white one with the, yeah. with the brown on it. Um, so can I recreate that exactly the same? Like because I, I did it like on kind of on a whim, mm -hmm. like, oh, what happens if I paint this like with spray paint? Yeah. Um, can I recreate that? Can I can I can I adapt that into, you know, multiple colors? Can I do that exact same thing? and separate all the colors needed to do like a whole picture like that like yeah yeah sure but i don't know but when i when i have that that's that's the technique like you know i'm about yeah. building a technique all of my own like you know what i mean and, yeah. and then using that across all these uh, or all these separate pictures so um like i said I'm, if i'm moving to color before is the focus of line so i'm trying to recreate this line style or design yeah for every single one, and and it's kind of developed, right? So, uh, let's see. Some of my weaker ones, like for me, would be be like the blue one, right? Yeah. That's kind of like where I kind of started with exactly that style, 
but when when i got stronger i have like the one right here where it's like strong is beautiful so that that's like a stronger piece with the same concept of using the line yeah right so and just to have absolute control over that so like regardless of what i'm doing i'm doing a dog a cat buildings to be able to use that same technique to create those. yeah right so where do you start like when you're creating these where do you start like i know you have several layers and and well if, if you're like if, if you're talking about like the it's in sections right yeah. so uh if you're talking the drawing portion it's usually especially because i'm like i said i look at it as a workout so if i haven't been in a gym for a while right i gotta start where it's like you know easiest to get your your muscles back in at so yeah. usually i'm gonna start like on the forehead or something like that so that way i get used to that repetition so that way if i'm messing up it's not a spot where you would really notice or something like that yeah. and then work my way around from there um if you're talking about as the whole uh, artwork yeah uh so so i have my backgrounds ready for for those three so yeah. all i need is drawings or portraits for those to put on top so okay. like i said it's, it's sections i mean sometimes sometimes i'll have a whole bunch of portraits done and then i'm just waiting for backgrounds mm -hmm. so you do you do them separately right so right you start so yeah so you got, got drawings here or yeah. our ideas for drawings yeah uh, so I have like floral designs that I can integrate. I have people. Uh, sometimes I go out and take photos. Like if there's like a gathering somewhere in the city, just trying to yeah. capture a couple people. <laughs> One time a lady was staring at me kind of crazy, but you know. <laughs> um, if I'm down, you know, I did some of me. I didn't really have anybody. So, um, so you start them. I guess you start the drawings independent of your background. Right. Right. Um, so and then because there's like the question of what is the relevance or the connection between the picture or the portrait to the background yeah. i'm trying to get those to match a little bit more um as of to, as of up to now there is no no strong or total connection uh it's just kind of you know just matching it up to what works best from what I, from what i see aesthetically right okay um i do have which that's not totally this is me trying to work on it i do have this like efficiency kills one and i have like my little my finger thinking that's like a self-portrait one up there yeah. um so that's that's getting closer to uh trying to match everything together okay because that's it's, it's the picture itself is about like an idea that i'm thinking about so know? that goes back to what you were saying about the newspaper and trying to so i guess at this point like you said trying to match everything up you're going back and trying to find, I guess, newspaper clippings that kind of match the idea of the drawing. Is that where you're going? Well, or uh, it'd be the idea of the whole, the whole composite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, or or try to juxtapose it, or try to if if so, something that's just kind of less like off, so it's kind of like comedic. Not that I yeah. I go in that realm. So something um, just complimentary, whether right. it's a juxtaposition or whether it's something that actually matches up. Right. Okay. So, so oh, go ahead. Go so ahead. when do you know an artwork is done? It's done. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, it needs to be somewhat, and this is going to sound, I mean, because sometimes I'm just on the, the top layer, you know, uh, it has to have somewhat, it's somewhat filled with uh, the whole background, right? So, um, so right now, like I said, it's, 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 it's a, um, it's a, like a, a step process, right? So it starts out, I fill the canvas with paint, you know what I mean? So right now I'm doing black because I like the way that came through. 
Uh, and then I had a mistake one where I painted all the, the canvases gold, then I painted them black later. So now, right, I'm working on with uh, black background paint and then gold. After that is uh, my newspaper layer. So it's just filling it up to what looks right to me with my newspaper layer. And then I'm putting the spray paint on top of that uh, in a certain like way or a certain amount, basically filling up the, the bottom half of it. And then there's the portrait. Uh, what I want to do is start working bigger. So I'm going to be trying to add more than one. So I'm trying to fill this one out here, seeing how two would go on there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that That is not going to work, but um, I'm just trying to see how that would work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, like I'm more, I'm more technical than uh, this big thought experiment of my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I mean, like to me, like uh, I, I I hear or I see a lot of artists talk, and um, I mean maybe this is where some no actually I can say this is a lot of where some of my work came from. Uh, I remember hearing like uh, Damien Hirst yeah. do a talk, and he's supposedly at, at least at the time he was one of the most uh lucrative artists of the time yeah and he's sitting there talking about how he didn't even do the work that we're looking at that was like very simple it was just like dots on the canvas circles and he's like oh and i don't think i did that those dots are way too good and i'm like artists don't do their own work <laughs> what am i wasting my time doing case <laughs> for a lot of them um so, Wait, this is new information to me. What is who would be doing it? Like they hire like either artists like assistants or something like that yeah. that have a, a certain amount of skill, and it's like a factory. So the artist, I mean, hopefully this is how I would, uh, hopefully like the artist comes up with the idea, mm -hmm. they tell them what they want. So like an executive producer, right? Basically, right. That's that's cheating. Or an artistic director. I was gonna know, say, is that not? Because like on this cheating? level, on this level, I would imagine like a lot of artists that are where I'm at. When we think, it's like, I have to make everything. I'm going to go get the wood and cut the wood to make the stretcher bars. And then I'm going to go get canvas. I'm going to wrap the canvas. I'm going to staple the canvas. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to go get the gesso, put the gesso on it. Then once I have it sanded in the way I want it, then we're going to start painting. Like, like I did everything, mm -hmm. right? And that only equals like a good priced painting like you were talking a two thousand dollar three thousand dollar painting yeah damien hearst is like five hundred thousand dollars for artworks that he just said hey i want to make a picture and it's going to have circles with different colors you guys so get to work on those and um, i'll come yeah. check them out later yeah i mean so <laughs> it's like what it's, it, it's a thing right outsourcing creative let's it's been happening for a long time. There's been a lot of speculation on whether or not. How do I get five hundred thousand dollar paintings? How do I get into this? Because I have visions. So I don't have the technical skills. <laughs> most of the time, you're either you either have reached a certain level, mm -hmm. or you came into this hole with some money. Okay, yeah. um, it's always the money part. So, so like I said, Kohande Wiley is one that right. has been speculated. That you he see other people do all of his paintings. Right, you'll see other people do them. Sometimes you see them in the studio. Other people, yeah. I mean, I've seen them touch it yeah but like okay I, yeah i know what it looks like to make art so if the picture is already done and for this video all i gotta do is put the paintbrush and then follow this little line yeah yeah i'll look like a master artist yeah um but who, who's the other one um we're, wait we're not throwing out damien hurts for sure oh no no no, no. damien oh, no. hurts like he 
He he no he doesn't even care. No, I'm, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about the the person you mentioned before. <laughs> oh well, speculating. no. I mean, it's it's a conversation that people have been having for quite some time. It's uh, not. I'm not. This ain't breaking news. Oh, okay. You can you can check out the. It's kind of like a documentary, not documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Enter through the gift shop. Is it on YouTube? Usually, <laughs> yes. But that 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 has yeah. a lot to do with a lot of stuff with art, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, Banksy through the, the gift shop. Banksy was. Well, the original dude, the, I don't know the guy's name, but he goes by the artist name, Mr. Brainwash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, he got with Banksy, Shepard Fairey, other street artists, right? And um, learned. And learned. And then had a big art show that he didn't touch any of the artwork himself. Mm-hmm. He just hired people to make it. Yeah. And, and he p- said himself, it's like printing money. It's like printing money. It really is. And people clamored yeah. for that shit. And it was, just, the funny thing is about that is just like sitting back and looking at it. What is what is art? That's the whole thing. What is art? Well, not even that. It's more so like this shit ain't art. This is commerce. Wow. Like it, it's commerce. Now, granted, it is art. The thing is, though, like, is it a one of a kind? Because the fact of the matter is, like, those things can be recreated super easily by that artist that you don't know. And it also feels kind of interesting because it's like, well, shit, I'm buying a Mr. Brainwash, but are you? Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> buying, you're buying, you're buying, Tom, you're buying Brian, Tom Sagal, whatever the guy's name is, right? <laughs> that Jason like, Dickinson, right? Like, that you don't know, he's like the. But whose signature is on it? <laughs> brainwash. But that's the thing. I could sign a, I could sign a Gap T-shirt. That don't mean I made a damn T-shirt. No, but it's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it 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 starts an interesting conversation that. But I mean, if you call yourself a fashion designer and you sign it, and I'm like, I have a Mark Francis T-shirt because I think how it's you label it. It's a T-shirt made yeah. by the Gap that I signed. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I am a person who doesn't like. I don't. I'm not moved by shit like that. We know. Like I'm not <laughs> moved by shit like that. If it's got fanfare, Mark is skeptical. Nah, it's not because it has fanfare. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all because it has fanfare. It's because. I want to know if I'm buying. So I buy an Alita Martin. I want to know that the Alita touched that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to know that that's her hand. Those are her thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At that point, I'm buying some third party's intellectual property with another person's signature on it. I don't want that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's like I'm going buy a Mac. But really, it has an Apple logo on it, but it's a Windows computer. Like, I don't want that shit. I don't want that. (laughs) So it's, you know, I ain't, hey, get your bread. But that ain't, that's not for me. Uh, There's another artist you can check out that's like that, too, is uh, Most most Famous Artist, I think it's that. Um, So he's kind of like on the same thing. Like, what is art? So it's like, uh, went to art galleries. He He made a video about it. I think it was on YouTube. He went to art galleries, just went and asked them, like, hey, this is my artwork. Can you put it in there? No, no, no. Everybody, right? Went to art gallery with a suitcase, a clear suitcase of a million dollars. Everybody was like, hey, can you show here? So it was like, is it the money or is it not? Or like, what? what is this like economy? You like yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and then on top of that, his artwork, he just buys it from like the flea market. Yeah. And he'll like dip it in like, you know, neon green or something mm-hmm. and put Nike on it. And then people buy it for like that. And that that's the thing man like i think the more we educate ourselves and the more we stop living off of the hype like if you like it you like it cool great wonderful but this hype shit keep getting people left and right 
hype is what has people going buy a thirty dollar Supreme fanny pack for twelve hundred dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's out of my tax bracket, so I'm like, what? But that's what. <laughs> but they do. But they, but people will do it with art and be like, oh my god, I just had to have it. Yeah, I had it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. You got people going and cutting Banksy's off of people's houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Removing entire sections of concrete walls to put in a gallery for a fucking stencil. Yeah, stencils. Yeah, that, not even like not that's all of them clever. are even that good. Yeah, that's something. It, it's it's clever. Yeah, but it's like let that live where it is. Like why y'all take? Which is why I applaud Banksy for the stunt he pulled at Sotheby's. If he oh. did it. That shit was amazing. Yeah, where, if he did it. You know what I'm saying? Where the artwork self-destructed? Yeah. Okay. So, that, I mean, but even for shit like that, even for messages like that, Michael Ray Charles did that first. Mm-hmm. Michael Ray Charles painted these uh, uh, Piccanini paintings on non-archival paper right. and sold them shits. They sold out. But the thing is, them shits are going to they're, they're going to deteriorate they're gonna, yeah, like they're going to decay they're not going to be worth shit but that was kind because that was the of the point. paper that yes. they're on learning something new that's <laughs> the point of it though you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like this other shit so you have that and then you have people over here going and running because of the hype behind something mm-hmm. when i promise you mr brainwash people have already forgotten about their shit I don't think there's going to be when much. When you said I was like, oh, I remember that. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of fanfare for Mr. Brainwash in the next 10, 15 years. Like, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, it's a Mr. Brainwash. And somebody going to be like, oh, my God, I'll give you 200000 right. Nah, he's going to be like, you pay for that shit? Because we're realizing, like, it's a it's a hoax. So It's let's, a joke. Let's, let's take a pause here so I can ask this dumb art question. Non-archival nah, paper. As someone who's like, I like buying artwork. Why, tell me the... Well, besides, it's, like less acid usually, something like that, and so that'll make it. Well, it's, it's more acidic, so it eats it eats everything. Meaning, like it eats itself. Okay, it eats like think about so it'll acid. eventually disappear. Like yeah. think about acid on the table. Mm-hmm. It's gonna eat you. Yeah. So that acid fucks with the uh, media that you use, mm-hmm. and it's just not gonna hold up very well. So if I am purchasing a print, I should ask what type of paper it's printed on. They should have a list. They should yeah. have the title and what it's yeah. made of. But yeah. I mean, they're not going to say, I use anything. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll say found objects. Yeah. They Which you have to be careful Or I'm saying of. specifically for print. Yeah. Because Michael Ray Charles, like, in the information, he let people know it's non-archival paper. Okay. But so, I guess it would help yeah. to know that's what you should expect yeah. with non-archival. Yeah. Got it. Thank you for this learning moment. No problem. <laughs> And actually, you, you know, know I've what? had terrible experiences buying art yeah. and it's like, this is not what I was expecting. I mean, you could pay $200,000 for a piece and still have a terrible experience buying art. Like, yeah. That's just the way that shit goes. Um, but I, I want to I rope Vernon into our conversation that we started the other day at lunch that you said you wanted to have. This conversation of voice. <laughs> Okay. That actually, that's, that's you know pretty what? good. This is a good yeah, segue because at first this was supposed to be a halftime thing, but so come Raquel, on, no, you go ahead. You no, go ahead and start. I, you wanted oh, to you bring want it, to yeah. Okay, go good. ahead, set the stage, cool. and I'll clarify. So, well, you make it seem like anywho, Bernie. Tell me about voice. What do you what do you think of voice to be when it comes to making work? Uh, I think a few things. So there is. 
Uh, you know, I'm an artist, so I, I kind of understand a few things. Well, I got to say a few things. But um, so there is artists that can explain what their artwork is, right? Then there's artists that there's artists that just make artwork, and um, they say it's up to the viewer to uh, figure it out. Which I mean, some people might have an actual idea, but they just want the viewer to experience the art. Yeah. Um, but then there's people that when you actually ask them about the artwork, they want to make it seem like there's some type of purpose behind it, but um, there isn't. And they they might fall into, well, I just let the viewer figure it out, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can see it in their face. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I mean, and and I'm and I I do this sometimes. You know, you'll make an artwork, and then you look back, and then you develop like the story or yeah. something like that, right? Um, but I think you should have a voice. I don't like when artists, any type of artist, can't uh, explain or describe what they're thinking of when they said or did or made whatever statement yeah. they're trying to make, right? Especially if it's like a big statement. Um, so examples would be. Uh, this would be music. Um, what's his name? Lupe Fiasco. This is when Obama first came president. And one of his songs, he was like, <laughs> like, like, fuck Obama. And then somebody was like, the interview, like, you know, why did you say that? And he's just like, um. Oh, yeah. So he, it was like. <laughs> he was quoting. So he said some greasy shit in the song. But he, he and in the song, he said, uh, or no, in the song after, to clarify, he was quoting a professor emeritus. I don't remember where he's from. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I he mean, was talking greasy based whatever. on some shit that he heard. I mean, which is fine, like, but like, if you're gonna make a comment like that, you should be behind it, especially if it's like a big yeah. thing. Like, yeah. if, if I make if I make a picture of like, I'm just trying to think of the most outrageous stuff, like slaves having sex with Jesus and Trump in the background, I need to be able to come out. I need to be able to <laughs> I say like, like... I saw that on Instagram. I was right. going to say. It was, <laughs> it was very specific. Right. And I mean, I didn't... I, I'm just I'm just trying to come up with the most outrageous thing. Yeah. But I, like, you, somebody, no, that's what made it funny. It's like, what like, are you I think saying? I've seen that. Right. You need to be able to say like, nah, I'm just... I'm fed up with all... Or like... Or be very calm. There or has whatever. to be something. Right. You that, can't yeah. just be like, well, the viewer can figure it out. Like... Yeah. Or... What? I mean, even if you do leave it up to the viewer, like, what are you saying? Like, right. is there something that you were saying or did you do that shit because you thought it was going to turn right. heads? So the conversation that Raquel and I were having that we've had a few times and that people get mad at me for, I am not a person that the work that I enjoy usually has voice. The right. person is saying something with the work. Mm -hmm. So like when I see paintings of celebrities and shit like that, that are just recreations of photographs of some celebrity doing something right and most of the time it's not even a thing they're just sitting there looking just look right smiling. Smiling. like i'm not going to deny whether or not that artist has talent for the actual yeah. technical mm -hmm. work right but what does that mean it, yeah what are you saying i mean they're trying to make money they gotta make money, they gotta make money. It's a, I and mean, that's I gotta, fine i gotta make money too you know hey, i thought about it i thought about running a series of just Hey man, Black Panther's coming out. We gotta get these uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we like, get these Black Panther pictures out there, man. Yeah, they gonna sell. They gonna sell. Now, see what would make more sense to me is if you did things like Asada Shakur, Huey P. Newton, and people like that dressed as the Black Panther. Cool. Now we're yeah. on to something. But at the same, now there's some voice there. There's but, you're saying something. 
Now, I'm still going to ask you, what are you saying with this? Mm-hmm. But. But here, here's, a, here's an idea for you, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm for people drawing things equal, but this is the concept that I, I thought of on the spot. I was talking to somebody else. So somebody back in the day, idea, by the way, back in the day. Somebody what? I said somebody can have that idea, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. A good idea. <laughs> I was like, I was like, can I get that on a t-shirt? Yeah. Or T'Challa in a uh, with the Black Panther necklace, but with the black leather jacket oh. with a beret on. Like, okay, I have seen black, that. We're saying something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like, I've seen anyway, that. I'm sorry. But here you go. Here, here, here's, here's, go the concept. here's the concept, right? So back in the day, they used to draw uh, uh, Jesus, the Mother Mary, the Holy Trinity, right? Yeah. That was considered. Uh, iconography right yeah mm-hmm. so now we are still painting the icons right this mm-hmm. using the same concept mm-hmm. but those icons just aren't of holy figures they're of famous people yeah mm-hmm. and you would still say they're icons mm-hmm. it's the same word yeah. so like maybe that's it that's you don't need to say anything else yeah. right because it's like would you say if you painted a picture of jesus like well it was a picture of jesus well yeah. i gotta explain it's jesus yeah so, you know, if i paint if I paint the, the mother Mary and she's holding yeah. the baby Jesus, it's like, well, that's what that yeah. is. That's like, what, what am I talking about? Like, yeah, but seeing Nipsey Hussle's profile. It's Nipsey Hussle. He's yeah, the icon. And that that's great. That's great. At the same time, I can only see that so many times before I stop giving a fuck. Okay, like, but I so care about my Nipsey question, Hussle. So his legacy. This, <laughs> this the, is why Mark and I okay. always go back and forth. Is because my question is rooted. I am not an artist. I'm an art consumer. Does art have to be didactic for it to be valuable to you? To me? Yeah. Like, do you have to be able to learn something? Does there have to be a story, a deep narrative that you're like, oh, this is so profound? Or can art just be pleasing? So it has to be, for me, it has to be a sliding scale. So that means basically, okay, cool, you're not saying nothing. But this technique that you used is dope as shit. It's somewhat innovative. It's some shit I haven't seen before. Cool, I can rock with that. But if it's just a painting of an artist with a pretty background... It don't mean shit to me. Okay. So I'm good. Well, now, I'll ask you well, the I think, same question. I think the problem is that you're having is media is like everything, right? You We got movie, television, yeah. internet. So uh, a picture, like, like let's use that example. A picture of Nipsey Hussle is in your face everywhere. So of course it loses its value. Yeah. So when, if you refer to what I was saying, like, so a picture of Jesus, you would only see it when you went to the church or, you know, yeah. so it's like, you can only see it these times. So if we take that to Nipsey Hussle, if you can only see it yeah. one way, right, you're going to say like, man, those pictures are amazing. Yeah. Well, so there's a Philly artist. I forget his name. I'll find it. I'll put it on the Instagram. It's a Philly artist. He did this painting of uh, Nipsey, but it's like Nipsey and Pac and he painted it in the same kind of style, same type of framing and things like that as some of these iconography pieces, right? But that's been done before too. That has been done before. It has been done before. And I'm not saying that it hasn't, but what I'm saying is, okay, cool. At least it's not that same profile. You know what I'm saying? Like people are using like that one picture of Nipsey Hussle. Like that's the only image you can ever find of Nipsey Hussle. And it's like, come on, man. Like like, like do something different. As an artist that understands technique, like I love profiles too. I, was say, I, I love, like profiles, but I like profiles, profile pictures. But real, real talk, profiles are easier because you don't have to like align an eye. You don't have to, if you if yeah. you make an eye on one side, you're going to say most people are going to say I got to make the eye exactly yeah. the same on the other side, which there aren't. But that is going to throw people off. Yeah. So a profile, you can just even for me, 
you can get them done. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. of course people are going to go profiles. Uh, the second thing they're going to do if they're painting, if it's bigger, it's usually easier because you can you can blend the paint yeah. better. Yeah. Um, so so all those little things yeah. are the reasons why you see these big pictures or at least good size pictures profile of the yeah. same thing. Well, so the, the conversation came about because I was basically <laughs> I was talking shit about an artist, but it's not because of his work. His work, he's talented. He is. But the dude is corny as shit. That's the real reason. I don't <laughs> like he's corny as shit. He's he's a reality TV person. Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, uh-huh. he's a reality TV person and shit like that. And Raquel thought that my big issue was that he's a reality TV person. No, nah, like the nigga's corny, so that's part of it. Yes, I don't like I don't like corny people. I think most people don't like corny people. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I mean, he I- also be on the like, yeah, I'm here. It's all about the art. <laughs> But my nigga, why are you naked on your Instagram? <laughs> well, girls do that. Oh, but please, I have the same feeling too. Please don't get too. him started on it. That's I actually how this artist about came about. Well, I mean, because Mark was being critical about Because my thing is like, okay, and I brought this, this is, this is. But your, let's not get into the, let's well, no, no, talk no. about that. Okay. Well, my, my point is like, I said, I don't want him or people like him on the show. But my issue really is when you don't have a voice for your work, mm-hmm. you're not ready to talk about your work. Which is a fair critique. I never, and I never challenged you You're not that. ready to talk about your work. And then on top of that, if your work has no voice and you're not ready to talk about your work and you're just getting into, because from homie's Instagram, it looks like he's just getting into pieces that actually say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, time. if you're just, time. yeah, take your but time. He's also, I don't want to talk to you, but also, <laughs> so, no, I don't, no, 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 here, it's important it's to com- listen. It's important to listen I before you start I completely agree. Talking. And that's, you know there saying? are a lot of artists that were like, when we've had one-on-one conversations, like, hey, love their work. They're not ready to talk about it. Yeah. I don't think that critique is unfair, even for this artist that we're talking about. But I, you're like, they don't have a voice. You've literally never heard him talk about his artwork. So you I have heard it. him talk about his artwork. Okay, well, I... Okay, that's yeah, fair. But I feel like you had the I feel like you talk- had that critique before you heard him talk about his. Oh artwork. yeah, because most of his work are paintings. But, <laughs> I'm just, but most I of think, his work I is think, paintings did, of celebrities, and that's it. Well, I mean, and that's like what's paying him. But I, so I feel like that's what's paying him. So that's what we see him put out. If I'm getting fifty thousand dollars on the, uh, yeah, you gonna I, keep doing. I'm gonna keep it. so nah. all the celebrities and all their friends. Like I want one of those too. I want one of them in my that's house. That's great, but. I think I don't think it's fair to because the artwork does not resonate with you for you to say that that work doesn't that artist doesn't have a voice and that's usually when your critique of this artist and other artists comes that's what it my perception of the critique is is that the art does not resonate with you so you assert that the artist doesn't have a voice no and that's where we're having the conversation of I say that's wrong because Chuck Close's work is dope dope it looks great. It's not necessarily my thing, though. Which is it doesn't ne- it doesn't resonate with me. I have never actually cared. I am about not going to say Chuck Close don't have a voice. I don't say people don't have a voice because their work doesn't resonate with me. I say people don't have a voice because I don't think that they have a voice. Okay. And if they do have a voice, cool. I, I I'd like to sit down and, and have a preliminary conversation with them to find out whether or not they do. That but, is literally the the basis of me saying I wanted to pressure you on that. Is, uh, the, is distinguishing yeah, nah. between the voice and you making the assertion the art doesn't resonate. Well, so then we had a misunderstanding, but I will say. Which like, is like the theme of all of our misunderstandings. <laughs> but I will say like, and I, I, I think you can speak to this, Vernon, like voice is a hard thing to teach. Yeah. Because I, mean, I can't get in your head. 
No. <laughs> and I think artist's voice changed. Like, the artist we're, we're criticizing right now is young. So yeah. if he's making yeah. all this money and getting all this fanfare necessarily, maybe it's peaking him too early, and that might be the issue. But like you said, he's just now getting into the evolving yeah. past well, celebrity that portraits. On what, that but depends he, yeah. on what you think of a peak as being. Well, everyone defines their well, like, success. Well, I mean, so like... You sell a $50,000 piece of work, you might be like, well, nigga, I've made it. That nah, my work ain't peaking. Well, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, if you, you, you as the person in the moment, but it's about how you value your work. Yeah, like, just so which is the why work we is, ask our, our, our guests like, what does success yeah. look like for you? Some but people are selling blue chip art. But that's, if, if your but work no. started selling today for fifty thousand dollars, would you be like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm doing good. But I'm could done, it also I'm, change how you create? Yeah, because it's, it's you're no longer creating from survival. That the money is gonna is gonna push you in certain directions. That's kind of like why. This, 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 and these are some of the reasons where the idea of a starving artist comes from, right? Yeah. It's if if you're affected by the I, everybody is, but yeah. when you get affected by the money, it's going to change you and push you in certain directions that aren't yeah pushing you to make better artwork. Yeah, right? That's you can true. get stuck. So like typically they say, and it's not very good to be an artist and get really famous early because yeah. then you aren't going to ever develop anything else except for what yeah. that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's good to be an artist and have worked for a few years just trying to find your niche or find your market yeah. or all these other for things, sure. right? Um, but, I mean, there was something I was thinking of when I was saying this, but, th- I mean, it happens, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, there is um, a guy that does photography, like street photography, that says, like, you know, you never, you never take the money because then whoever is paying you they own you, right? So if you want that freedom, you uh, don't take the money. Yeah, right. You're gonna say, yeah, right. Oh, I need to get paid though, right? So if somebody well, if somebody's offering you, you know, let's say a, a hundred thousand dollars to make famous yeah. people, right? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna contract you to do six of my favorite famous yeah. people. You can put them on Instagram or whatever, but I want the pieces, and I'll pay you this hundred thousand dollars when it's done, right? So you're gonna make those. That's fine. For sure. Yeah, I will. But the question, like, my thing is, do I I have creative license? If I have creative license, then I'm going to do them in a style, in a with a technique. Nah, uh, that you're going to make it exactly the way you did me. Nah, I'm not doing that shit. So like I, I, I am in agreement. Like sometimes you can't take the money. Yeah. But give me a percentage of how many people wouldn't take that deal. Yeah. And That's also, true. again, non artists here. But my perspective is I because I do it in my corporate job, I'll do this project to have the freedom to do and create the way I want to. So that $100,000 commission means yeah. I can sit at, in my studio for the next six months and create or well, so figure out what the fuck I want to create. I think about these things. I think about these things often, right? And I actually, because I'm like, for some reason I have this thought that somebody's going to start asking me to write things. So I've uh, started writing little uh, LinkedIn articles because mm-hmm. it's fun. Um and I just wrote one the other day about, uh, like, are we not connected on LinkedIn? I don't think so. Wow. About people wanting to, um, <laughs> about about like with photography, right? People love asking the question, like, "Oh, what did you shoot that with?" Mm-hmm. Why the fuck does that matter? Because they want to be able to shoot exactly the same as you. But you're not going to be able to. That's the right. thing. I mean, you're not hiring a camera. You know what I'm saying? So when you ask me. To create something for you, you're not hiring materials. You're hiring an artist. You're hiring my skill. You're hiring my yeah. vision. 
You know what I'm saying? I think so. For me, it's like, nah, we gotta we gotta talk about this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For for photography because it's well, it's photography using a mechanical, and for, because it's using a mechanical device. Um, but you're gonna have to say what percentage of people. Same thing for graphic design. Since it's on a computer and there's programs, people are going to say, "Oh, that looks real nice." What program are you using? Uh, Photoshop. I'm gonna fire you. Yeah. I'm just gonna go use Photoshop until they figure out. There's like, ah. I don't think that's everyone's intent when they ask, though. Oh no, I'm not I'm saying not everyone. Everybody. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Everyone. I don't even think it's most. People. I think it's interesting. Like, if we look at it as art form, because it is, it's what you create with. I would ask, like, well, the, oh, what material did you yeah, use? Is this yeah, oil? I think. But, like, but the way that I answer that, I answer it the same way all the time. I, like, I want to know why you're asking. Okay. Because. I had um, I was doing a gig over the summer, and one of the girls, she's like, "Yo, like your pictures are amazing. Like, what are you? What kind of camera are you using?" And I'm like, "Why are you asking that?" She was like, "Because, like, you know, I figure, you know, my my work's not where I want it to be, and I'd like it to look something like yours. Mm -hmm. So I need to know what camera you're using." Yeah. And I had to explain to her. I sent it to my website, and I explained to her everything on this website you see was shot with an amateur level. EOS T2I mm -hmm. and a hundred twenty five dollar lens, mm -hmm. not the equipment that I have now. Mm -hmm. I was published with that shit with that equipment. That doesn't matter. That equipment doesn't matter. What so matters is the skill. Yeah. Because well, but I explain that to people all the time. Like work with what you got. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, yeah, I could tell you go buy Prisma colors. I could tell you go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that. But guess what? You got all you got a thousand dollars worth of material to create one picture. Your shit still ain't gonna look like mine. Right. Even if we are at the same level, right? Like me and Vernon can create images of the same person, right? Using our respective styles. It's not gonna look the same. Mm -hmm. Using the same exact materials, same exact ground, it's not going to look the same. And I think that is very important to understand. Mm -hmm. because when someone comes to, if somebody comes to Vernon and they're like, yo, I need this piece, but I want it to be photorealistic and like, that's it. Like, no, nothing. Mm -hmm. First of all, a lot of times for people who have been working in their own style for so long, mm -hmm. it's hard to just do straightforward right. photorealism and there's still going to be some sign of your hand in that work, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't, and this is for the people that want to commission artists. It doesn't make sense to come to an artist and ask them to do something in some style that you have in your head, unless it's a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Because, and I mean, even, even then, then. <laughs> even then, their hand is going to be in that work. Yeah. You're not hiring materials. You're hiring an artist. That artist is going to make the way that they make. I agree. So... No, I, I, I need agree. people to understand that. But now, I think anything tied to a machine, people are going to think they can. Yeah, people, people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. People, bro. I there are so many people that have gone, and they they come and ask me like, "Yo, what kind of camera should I get? I got twenty thousand dollars, my nigga. Pump Jeez. your brakes, bro. Mm -hmm. Spend like seven hundred dollars. You've you've never done this ever. You've never done this. Cool. If you want a really nice camera, first of all, go on Craigslist. Right. Get you a nice camera off Craigslist because it's going to be a fraction of the price that you would pay brand new. I brought my camera second. <laughs> and learn that way. You know what I'm saying? Start learning that way. Don't automatically try to jump into the deep end. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, this is a machine, but the functionality, learning the actual controls of the camera is only part of the battle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
tell so, me about it. <laughs> but I mean, so that, that's why, like, there is, um, you know, you go on YouTube and you can get people's yeah. like, profile of how they take their pictures, and people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to take a picture just like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, same thing. And, but the thing is, like, you can work up to that, but even along that way, you're mm-hmm. going to do something. And this is the, and you know this because this is the way it happens, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, yo, I want to draw this just like so and so. And then you start doing it and you get there and you're like, oh, that's cool. But what if I do this? And right. It's like, oh, shit. Your, your mind's oh, going to change, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, that's that's something I always find interesting. And Delita said something to that respect the other day, too, how she's taught so many artists, but they're not running around it. Their work doesn't look like hers. Mm-hmm. She will give you the tips. She will show you how to do what she does. She but it ain't going to come out the same. It's the principle, not the technique. Yeah. That's well, yeah. So that's like I don't do and for me as an artist now, but at this level, I don't do. I don't make this exactly the same. I try to figure out what's the underlying. Yeah. Um, so like, like I have the book right here. It's Paul Rubens. He uses a lot of rule of thirds. Yeah. So it's like, how can I separate uh, different things within the art yeah. to make it visually appealing? Yeah. And like those, this artwork, those thirds within thirds, right? And things like that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Vernon. How do you think? people can go about developing their voice how would you suggest that or do you have any uh, thoughts on that so so again i'm a repetition person so um like even even my art now when i started my goal was just to make a thousand and and i, I figured by a thousand i gotta be good at something right so <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, yeah yeah right i mean so whether it's just the technique or whether it's so it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a journeys a journeysman right so yeah. it's like along the journey you'll find your voice right from those ups and downs from thinking about it like yeah. i gotta do this to yeah. get here or I'm, I'm working a job and i still gotta come home and push through to make these pictures uh, i gotta put in an hour a day or however long it is to make those pictures that, well, that that's a voice that you're creating yeah. from that you know tell that story if if not add that portion of the story to what you were originally thinking yeah you know I mean? yeah uh if if it's you know, I'm trying to tell the story of these people, you know, okay, if you're of those people and you're taking this journey to make this art, well, add a part of you in there. I mean, isn't that, isn't that what art kind of is too? Yeah. 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 There, there, there's always a voice, but I mean, people, people just want like, like because of media, people just want that. They yeah. already want to be there. You know, yeah. they want, they want people to look and just be like, Whoa. Cause like, they're busy amazing. looking at highlight reels. Right. Yeah. And that, and that shit crazy. Yeah. Um, how do you well which of your pieces would you say is your favorite i know this is like an abrupt left turn i don't have a favorite yet man. you don't have a like favorite said, yet like i said i'm trying to get to a thousand i don't got yeah. a thousand but i mean if you had to show if i had a, if i had to pick one yeah if you had one piece from, to show right from now. right now yeah Like if I um, so and said, I'll you go, can only show me one. I'll go for I'll go for I'll go for this strong is beautiful one. I, I like my lines for that one, but really, um, so this this is where it gets hard. So that one when I was making that one that developed from this one over on the end uh, fight over too many foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, the technique is 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 gradually going from light to dark over and over again. So like the shadows aren't accurate on there. I would say. Yeah, kind of like made them up as I was going, but based off of how the face looks. Yeah. It. Um, so then I just emphasize that more. Yeah. That one in a more particular manner, like that one. I mean, it was purposeful, but that's more like the mistake. 
that's more of when I was going in. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I like so the one that you said that you use the spray paint on. Last time we were here, yeah, that one that one jumped out to me. So that that is I made that one so long ago, but that is the direction I want to go. So okay, what I'm thinking I want to try to do is use more stencil base for coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just just how to control the color. So uh, okay. so basically taking that same idea and doing like a full person. Like obviously you have different colored clothes on and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was just one big spray paint off top of the whole thing. So. The, the question is, how can I control having like the face a different color, the clothes a different color? Why is it if, like their clothes have a pattern? So Maybe bas- I should basically going through delete them. Yeah, because she does printing. Yeah, I don't want to go to print. I mean, I, I like printing, but I don't want to go to print route, even though my work is is referencing print. Yeah. Um. One, one of the things I like way, way back before I even got into this style was a uh, swoon. She makes uh, like swoon. little, yeah, little prints, mm-hmm. uh, like really big. Um, and basically when you're making those type of prints. Um, you 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 end up having this type of technique. Yeah, I'm just using a pencil to show sort of like that same concept. So I think I told you last time too. It, it reminds me a little bit of a, a, a catlet, was the catlet, um, and her wood. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood, cut. wood yeah. cuts. Yeah, yeah, that's the same same thing. Same yeah. thing. Wood cuts. And this one over here, the profile, the the young boy on the profile, up or down. Um, on 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 top of the crates right there. Okay. Yeah, that one's that one's the subtleties of it, because those lines aren't as strong as some of your other pieces. Yeah. So some of the other, but it's ones. like how soft. And I think that's what jumps out to me about that one as well, like the softness mm-hmm. with those lines. You know what I'm saying? Like because it, you would assume that it would have to be kind of a harsh look, right? Because some of the other ones, like they have these intense line works that mm-hmm. look a little bit more harsh and hard but like his face it, it is so soft and then on uh the one on top of the crates also there's a softness there like you can tell that it's a younger person mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's something about that subtlety that's just really really nice to me but i mean i i told you off top like i i i dig i dig a lot of what you got going on man Thank you. So what are your goals for your art? Do you have any like set ones or? Um, I wouldn't have a goal for my, for my art itself. Um, like it's really just to get the art out there, mm-hmm. which is in some ways a horrible goal. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for, to be honest, like that's what I make it for. I'm just making it to get as many eyes on it as possible. Um, to get the, to get my skill out there. Like, like to me, I'm trying to create a skill. Like, I don't, I don't know why that is my goal. Like that's, that's even weirder, but that's what I focus on. Like when I go to the museum, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'll read like the little bio and you can learn stuff from them. But like, I look at the skill, like how, yeah. and I kind of like break it down. Like, how was this made? Look at how we put that paint there for that to show that light. Like, look yeah. at how it, look yeah. at how that's just thrown on there. And when you look close, this is a mess. But when you step back, it's like a garden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like a uh, Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. If you look at Van Gogh up close, there's a whole bunch of little dots. Yeah. yeah. When you stand back, you can see like everything, and it's like really detailed. So, uh, I'm trying to create a style or a, a technique that is replicatable. That is not a word. 
but can be replicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So so to me, I need to get people to see that. Yeah. Right. To get to have my goal, I guess. If you yeah. Say. Um, as an artist, my goal is to um, to then have if I have this style, then I'm teaching. it. So then it's giving it down, passing it down over yeah. and over. Right. So then it'll be some type for me, some type of like art school type of thing. Right. Mm. So is that is that one of your goals with your career? Like, I guess uh, yeah. almost like having your own academy. Right. Okay. Right. And I mean, I didn't. I don't. I, in my mind, I didn't think of it like that. But, but yeah, something that's what that's like, what you're. Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. At and all. not not that I'm saying that I gotta only teach line work. But yeah, I I am trying to build a structure yeah. in the way you do something. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that's interesting because then it's like it would be very interesting to see what your protégés would be doing with that, how they would take that and right. build I mean, upon that. I, right? I, I like, kind of do that now in school. But, like, my yeah. kids, like, as soon as they see, like, they see my work and they're just like, oh, you just put you put some paint on it, Mr. James? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is what I actually do. And they're like, this is going to take too long. <laughs> Bruh. You got got the whole school year. When when I was teaching oil pastels, because that's what I like to work with, Mm -hmm. oil pastels, and showing my students, they'd be like, nah, man, that's too many layers, bro. But what are you doing? This this is going to take too long. I don't want to do that. Nah, nah, mister, that's, mm -mm, nah, I don't like that. That's too much. I mean, it looks cool, but nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's work. It's work. It's work. In the end, it's work. Yeah, and that's one of those things. Like, I want, like, I think people realize. Well, so a few things, right? People, people see artwork, and the thought is, "Wow, this person's really talented." Like, they must have always been talented. No, No. (laughs) early drawings trash. Right, (laughs) it just takes time. I mean, I think I'm I'm more on the side of, um, I guess, like artists or athletes. Any profession isn't born; it's made. Yeah, I think there's um, just depending on how you grew up yeah. and what you did when you were younger, it's going to make you more have more potential in a certain role. Yeah. But to progress, yeah. you work like maybe it. you have a steady hand. Maybe you have good dexterity. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a good surgeon. OK, let, let's, like, let's, <laughs> take, let's take a steady hand. Right. The I would believe I would argue that the only reason you had that steady hand is because maybe when you were younger, the games you played with your folks or the friends around you was like steady hand thing. So yeah. now you have this potential to have a steady hand. So that can go for either some drawing or surgery, surgery right? Yeah. But if you don't work on it, you'll never It doesn't matter. Get better, yeah. right? That's like um, you know, thinking about track, right? Like you can be fast. Yeah, you'll be fast because you've been running, you've been chasing people. Like yeah. you could have been that kid that never had a bike. I I, I just had to run next to everybody on their bike, right? Yeah. So you're going to be fast. But, but if you're form trash, right? You people trash. people like, want to catch up to you. Right. Like yeah. high school, you was killing people. But then when you get to college, then everybody's fast. Yeah. Well, now you have to work. Yeah. Right. Like ba- basketball, you can jump. Right. Or you're uh, tall. There's a lot of there's a lot of other shit that goes with being tall and being able to right. jump. Yeah, you're tall. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people look, oh, look, look, look how big he is. He can block all the shots. All right. So then you get to college and people can like run around you and you're like, oh, yeah. being tall isn't everything. Yeah. Right. Nah. So, yeah, I mean, in in that you said in that, in that same respect it applies to art as well um so it's a thing that we work at as artists we, we we learn different things we learn different techniques because i know shit even actually let me ask you this because i know for me 
when I first started teaching, my skill actually went from here to here because I had to be the expert in the right. room. So, I mean, it's not necessarily my skill is growing because I have to constantly do stuff to make the yeah. project so the kids see it. But what it is, what what I did more is learning why I do certain things. So, mm -hmm. like, if I make a, a picture or an artwork or a composition, and I, I just look at it and I say, yeah. "Oh, well, that's right." So then, when I go and do the research on it, when I'm trying to teach, I'm like, "Oh." this is why this looks better than this. Yeah, It's like, well, these are, just on the simple end, these are complementary colors. That's why that is more appealing. This is the golden ratio. That's yeah. why, because when I see it, I'm just seeing it. Yeah. But now I can say, this is what I'm actually, these are the foundations of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's what teaching helps for me. Boy, I said golden ratio. You know, I still don't understand the golden ratio. I don't totally Between understand Between drawing it. and photography, I still don't get that shit. Well, the, the easy, the easiest way is just, um, if you're breaking your your um, your picture down into like uh, so you can you can do like the uh, grid on your yeah. your then you have the little LCD screen. yeah so just line things up with the grid and not necessarily in the center that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. that's the first easiest way the other way is like you have two things on one side you skip the middle and then one thing on yeah. the other side usually the one thing is maybe like a little bit bigger or higher the two things are a little bit lower or smaller. Yeah. See, the explanations of the golden ratio make it really ridiculous. Right. Oh, because like, there's a lot of ways you can. But every time, like, I've actually started to read it, I'd be like, this is shit that I do. You do. But it. in my mind, it's like, is it more complicated than that? It is. But you just, when you see it, you're just, because I would, I would imagine as an artist, right? And this might not be the same for everybody. As an artist, you're used to seeing what you like. So what you like usually falls in line with what the math actually is mm. kind of like teaching you teach all these things but when you have to explain what you teach you're like uh well yeah. you know what uh, kind of like everything i don't know i, I teach <laughs> i teach a lot like you know so yeah. it's like somebody else comes and helps you and say well you know what about these skills do you teach these skills and then you have to document it and then you break it down from there and break it down again and you're like oh you know yeah. and then somebody else that's like yo you you know, you don't have to teach here because you're yeah. teaching a lot of stuff. You can do a lot more with this. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> but sure. Like, but like you as an artist, I go in and say, well, we're going to put blue on the paper and then we're going to put red on the paper in the middle to be purple. Like that's all like that's all you're saying as a teacher. Right. Yeah. But like but you just taught somebody color theory. How yeah. to mix. Yeah. How to blend. Uh, yeah. Like you might have got a little bit of math in there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Which is why the homies that don't make art a lot of times get confused because so many people spend time speaking in those vocabulary words that we learned in art school that are so unnecessary. What? Well, I mean, like, it, it, I was thinking about that the other day because I was listening to, I was listening to one of our episodes with Don Okoro <laughs> from last year where I used the word kiyoskuro, which is cool, right? It's a cool-ass word. Like, it's contrast. Like, it's high contrast. Well, that's like a... Like, but if you want to be fancy and want to use an Italian word, cool, go for it. Um, I also cringed a little bit because for some reason I said it was a French word. It's not. It's Italian. It's shit. But um, but nah, I mean, things like that. And it's just like, dog. What else? Like, okay. uh, the kids like saying ombre. I'm like, you're just fade. Just fade it. Fade it. It's gradient. Is it gradient? Yeah. Fade it. No, even, ombre. ombre. Even gradient. I'm still I still be like, mm. I mean, it's just blended, blended colors. 
like one into the other. Uh, people want to be special. Yeah, people want to be fancy. And that's cool. I just, after dealing with that so long, so even before I really started focusing on making work and, and being in the art world and things like that, I was over, I was over that shit. I was over all that fancy hoity-toity academia speak. Like, that shit's cool. And I, I mean, I can't help the way that I was raised. My mom raised me to speak a certain way. So at times I still do. But I like really breaking it down to that hood shit sometimes because it's just easier to. It's just easier to. Well, and I it's mean, also more approachable. You want people to. I was going to yeah. say, I think it makes it more accessible for some. Like, I can talk yeah, to you about just, art because. Yeah. But it also gives you access to. You can walk into a fine art institute yeah. and not. Or feel out the loop. Not, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I it's my my problem with the white box is like okay I understand and I see it and I'm like oh but you would have said kioskiro sk- whatever it's like oh I'm like what the fuck side. is that? oh the shading okay and so yeah. now suddenly uh instantly Don's work became more accessible for me to understand because yeah. if we were talking about her technique yeah and I mean I did that in the classroom too like I you know because I never wanted. You know, because of the schools that we teach at, mm-hmm. or you still teach at, I don't. Mark um, loves telling us. Yo, I listen. I love. Can't y'all tell he's I gotten st- more insufferable on the show? I still love now teaching. That he has more I still love teaching, bro. But I do not envy lesson plans. No. Fucking district meetings. No. Parent meetings. Parent phone calls. No. Hey, man, listen. If your kid acted up in my class, you probably never heard from me because I probably talked crazy to him. Right. I probably told him, "Hey, man," I, and I, I. I probably shouldn't say this but i remember they can't fire you know uh, yeah i know i literally told a student sit shut up and sit the fuck down one time he was trying to fight somebody but that was just like i mean that was the way that shit came out like it wasn't like hey you behave yourself it's like man sit the fuck down and shut up (laughs) sometimes you know sometimes yeah but you know i quit so it's fine um but no so let me ask you this we we've we've been here for quite some time and we know you got you got to work today you got to get some work done. I know it don't feel like we've been talking for two hours huh? nah, or almost two hours. But um, so my question for you is our, our question we love to ask um, that a lot of times people may not have thought about yet. When you are old and gray and retiring and you only do shit every once in a while because maybe I do more. Than maybe. <laughs> maybe not because you're hanging out. But no, uh, <laughs> what what do you want the art books to say about you? What do you want art through the ages to say about you? <laughs> if they inclu- start including black people. I was going to say, I don't think <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I kind of thought about that. You know, um, and he's kind of a cliche artist too. Well, for people, uh, what is this, Alphon Mooka or Alphon Mook? It's got an A at the end. I don't know if you say I'm, it. I'm not. You're not familiar with him. All right. Anyway, he has he has uh, he is known for uh, creating works for like uh, plays or like for commercial ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what mostly he's known for. Um, but he did a series of artwork because I guess uh, Gypsy is actually the wrong word, but mm-hmm. he's from like whatever the actual name for those people are. I think I'm, I think don't quote me on that. Uh, he did a series of work which was like their their lives or their story of their lives up into that period hmm. um, which nobody really talks about but that is like the really amazing work they did 
Hmm. If I could do something along that, not that I need everybody to talk about it, yeah. but you need to know yeah. the story of somebody. If it's not the story of my town, if it's not the story of my people, the story of something that I feel as though is is dramatic, dramatically uh, important, that story to tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, have a large, not a large, it doesn't have to be so much, but like a large enough for it to be important for people to understand and see the importance of it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I think in the end, telling stories is what's most important with like art, right? Yeah. Not with the words or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Just the actual visual yeah. representation of it. I mean, it's funny, man, because we get into these conversations with art about um, whether or not work has to have meaning and whether it can just exist for function and things like that. But when we go back and we look at ancient ancient African artifacts and things like that, like combs, brushes, chairs, were adorned with all types of amazing work mm -hmm. that paid homage to someone, to something bigger than themselves, right? And it's like we, we argue back and forth about, oh, well, it doesn't have to exist, you know, for some sort of meaning. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. Artwork can be pretty, just be pretty. But I think it resonates with us more, whether we know it or not, when it actually does mean something. I mean, as of up to this period, that it can change in the future. Uh, art is what the civilization that is gone leaves behind. Yeah. Uh, if not the only thing yeah so uh if you're saying what are they going to say when i leave right yeah right? i want to leave that lasting legacy of that body of work yeah right? they can say whatever they want about it. body work is good yeah right? yeah yeah hmm. there you have it ladies and gentlemen there you have it yeah where can our audience find you on the interwebs on the interweb uh vernachilly.com uh vernachilly on instagram i don't really go on facebook but you can do vernachilly on there i was gonna say it's a den of iniquity so uh. <laughs> you're not missing nothing <laughs> you are missing nothing um slowly building uh vernachilly up on uh what's that youtube okay i'll try to get some videos on yeah. there i just got some some random stuff on there. I found your MySpace and your Black Planet yesterday. Yeah, no, man. I try, I try to put a little something on. I try to put a little something on everything. <laughs> Yo, that one. Yo. Oh, my God. You know, Black Planet is still a thing. It yeah, is. so is MySpace. So is my, MySpace has been recreated. Isn't it Actually, just... a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Justin Timberlake had recreated it, and then I'm sure somebody else recreated it. Mm -hmm. It's more music-centered now. Is Napster still there? No. No, come on. Napster's got to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, LimeWire. Is LimeWire Lime still a thing? I'm, if, they lost come on. all that shit they had. Like well, money, you know, everything. The, like, the problem is is um, for the music ones, we have Spotify. Yeah. 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 Spotify. Or uh, what's Jay-Z? Title. Title. Yeah. Title don't work when you really want it to work, though. Mm, now they you got gotta all be, the Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, that's, it. that's They all, do, but that's what they're counting on. whenever either one of them drops something new, you can't listen to that shit because they servers crash. <laughs> Oh, I've never had that issue, so. <laughs> oh, yes. When 444 came out, I couldn't listen to that shit for two weeks. Uh, oh, wow. That might have been your phone, because. No. I didn't have any issue. Mm -mm. Nope. But. It was title. 
title. I, I love the idea. That's but their catalog, their catalog ain't as strong as Spotify's. I'm no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jay Z, Jay Z and Beyonce is not enough for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love, I love them. I have both. If we start talking about Jay Z and Beyonce, that's a whole nother. Yeah. yeah, it is. I'm gonna make some people mad, but it's all good. I'm I'm still a hive dad though, not Ugh. because of my son though, my daughter. Ugh. She, she loves, loves Beyonce. Beyonce. She's a child. So yeah. train up a child. Your wife also loves Beyonce, so let's not do this. She don't like Beyonce like she don't love Beyonce like that. Uh, she likes Beyonce. She's you know? part. I'm, I'm, Anywho, she will say she's part of oh. the beehive. <laughs> I guarantee you, she will not. <laughs> But Vernon, we appreciate you for letting us into your studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, sharing about your life and your work um, as though they are inextricable or something. And entertaining mm-hmm. Neil Mark's argument about artist voice. <laughs> artist versus what? Artist voice. Oh, artist voice. I mean, yeah. it's important. Mark thought I wanted to it's fight important. him when we first started. I was like, we're going to talk about this later. But I didn't think she wanted to fight me. I just thought she was trying to. People be trying to press me because so they think that my 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 thoughts are so out there because mm-hmm. of the way I say it. Because I talk greasy, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you got to say just talking. Just, I'm just saying shit. You got you got just emphasize. You know I'm gonna mean? back that shit up every time though, or just chalk it up to a misunderstanding like he did today. So <laughs> wait, so who who is for artists need a voice? Your artists yeah. need a voice, and you don't think artists need a voice? I don't think. Well, what did I say earlier? I don't know. I, yeah, I forgot. Well, I first she thought that I was saying that if I don't like if it doesn't resonate, work, it doesn't. Then have I'm a voice. saying they don't have a voice. That's not what I'm saying at all. That was what I um, why I wanted us to have a conversation. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't think, think all work has to have. I don't think. Meaning, all I think. Uh, yeah, I think some art can just exist just to be beautiful, and I don't think that that should diminish think, if it's good art or not. I think you're right, but at the same time, like. That's, is, that ends up going to the, the negative rag, rabbit hole, right? So there has to be some type of um, like quality control. Because like, so what, what happens is if you just say, which I believe that, right? Art can just be art for art's sake, right? Which that's fine. Yeah. But then what happens with that, right? Then you have people just because, okay, if you're in high school, you can, if you're in high school and then go to college, you can get like 200,000 followers. Mm-hmm. But all I'm doing is painting pictures that I'm recreating from painting with a twist. So now those are famous pictures. Not that it's about being famous, but now those are the important art. Mm-hmm. That that becomes what the bar is for what art is. Right. At that point, when that starts to become the the crescendo <laughs> of what art can be. Not, not that that But isn't that a, really more happen. of a critique of society yeah, it and its, its people it's and not necessarily the art? So, but it, I think it's both, though. Yeah, which that's what I said. I, I, I don't think all, that's why I didn't speak in uh, in extreme. I don't think yeah. all art has to have a voice. I also don't think all there's some work that I'm like, this is profound and it's thought provoking. It's kind of ugly, like visually unappealing. Yeah. Let me not say ugly, visually unappealing. You can say ugly. But the message is like, oh, okay, I get it. And I still think it's art. like I don't discredit it as not good art because I don't think it's visually appealing. But in the inverse, there's some stuff that I'm like, this is just nice to look at doesn't have to uh, provoke thoughts yeah. because all of these different these arts these different types of art don't have to exist yeah. but that's to diminish why said, another type but that's why I said they for me they have to exist on a sliding scale mm-hmm. so if it's just if it's art for art's sake I want to know what is special about this work mm-hmm. right because otherwise I could just take some piece from 
uh, Home Goods, scan that shit in. Right. And so it's not going to be keep special. Selling it. Which is fine. so. It, it, yeah. I, and I but don't. You, but I think you can that's also. But you can also take some work from Home Goods and make it, and then tell you tell me why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'd be important. Yeah. 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 So just like you know, like shop in the fountain, or uh, right? like or color field, like you know the pictures yeah. in uh like Rocco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just big colors. Yeah, and big color blocks. Right, and that's but, it. But they're saying like that should be the only thing important, and and they're but there's something there's something special about it. Right, right? they're trying like, to fight. They're trying to fight the fact that people are saying like a picture is only a, a portrait yeah. of Jesus. So it's like nah, I'm going to just paint. Yeah, it, colors. You know, mm-hmm. Rocco is like the importance of color and what color can do. Like mm-hmm. it's not just color it, but do you it, get that just from looking at his work or do you get it from the conversation surrounding yeah, his work? To tell you. someone gonna have to tell you yeah. exactly and so his work is visually p- appealing but to some unless people. You, to, to, some to, to some people <laughs> but to some people it's not yeah. but it's still art the, yeah and so oh, that's, never, that's what it was like i think it's a art, i don't think it has to exist the product, in one extreme or another art is the product of a creative activity period point yeah. blank so i never deny whether or not something is art if I'm not feeling that shit, I'm not feeling that yeah, shit. Yeah, and so you know I what I'm so and that's what it is. Is we like different. We like what we yeah. like, and I think when we get into something very subjective about why do you like this art, yeah. as long I'm comfortable saying I like things that might not necessarily be thought provoking, but they appeal to me. I like things that are not necessarily. <laughs> I also like things that are thought provoking, and I like things that are not necessarily thought provoking. I think sometimes though, and I think I said this to you the other day. I think sometimes though, people who don't make work or don't have a intimate relationship with art Mm -hmm. they tend to and i'm not saying this for everybody i'm just saying at times um tend to see things that they can't create and be like oh that's really nice whereas people who have been creating and seen work a lot be like i mean it's cool well because so is the issue we've seen it is the issue from an artist's perspective of what gets praised so like would it would it stir up as much of an emotion, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, if it wasn't getting praised? Like, I guess as as a non create or a non I don't create art. I think for some I'm not really moved. For by, me, ain't really there's there's really not any emotion. But people get frustrated with me because there's no emotion. Yeah. Because I see something that they're like, oh my god, that's so amazing. I see it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But it's because like. There's nothing special about that. Because it doesn't move you, yeah. Yeah, and like I've seen people, like my students, beasts, Mm -hmm. beasts. And some of them are doing work that has no voice, but it is absolutely amazing. And the way that they did it is their own kind of style and things like that. Mm -hmm. I dig that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, because you know they're young. Well, no, not even that. Like I had one student when I was at Eisenhower, her name is Dixie. Dixie's like 22 now, which makes me feel old as shit. <laughs> but Dixie, um, Dixie's a beast, man. Like her, her AP work, she was doing these images of um, these portraits of family members in pen uh-huh. that she she wanted to bring. She loves nature. She loves animals, reptiles, insects, things like that. So she wanted to merge all of those things that she loved in one image. So she did this one portrait of her brother when he was younger. That's a train going by, sorry. Nah, it is what it is. But um, she did this portrait of her brother, absolutely stunning portrait of her brother. I'm definitely gonna share it. And she's gonna be like, why'd you do that, Francis? But um, in it, she has 
like different types of like his neck is like the base of a tree trunk. Mm-hmm. So there's like mushrooms coming out the side and shit like that. He's got a grasshopper in the middle of his nose, beautifully rendered grasshopper, all types of flowers and trees and branches and shit coming out of his head and things like, like this is just from Dixie's creativity, right? right? Like, which in, in, in art classes, we take things like that, like, Hey, draw this leaf, draw this tree bark, draw this, draw that and all these different things. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like things that I've seen before. But she put them together in a way that was meaningful to her. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just the things that she likes. But there is some voice there. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. But it ain't necessarily like I did this because blah, 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 blah. Now, granted, I taught them how to bullshit on AP exam. Um, high scores in my district at that time. Uh, you're welcome. Thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it. I see things like that. So when I see just a recreation of someone who can, like someone who can paint, just paint a portrait of a celebrity that is from a photograph, I just be like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not, and people take that, you take that as me shitting on people. No, it's because you be talking greasy. And oh, that's, no. I've always said it's like when you talk greasy. I'm like, there are some people I talk greasy rude. about. Like yeah. some of these people that have, have become these, these, First of all, I think social media skews people's thoughts. Because if you're in your room, if you're in your room painting, and you're a decent painter. We, no, we're not going down that route. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. You're a decent painter. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking like, yeah, I'm the shit. These motherfuckers need to respect me. You're just painting. Just painting. You know what I'm saying? But you put that shit on Instagram, and 50,000 people are like, oh, my God, I need to follow him. Then it's like, oh, shit. And that ego that ego and it's just like come come on man but i mean like, there are people with big followings who don't like have that. a big ego so there are but yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about them yeah if you're so, just doing your thing that's cool but ego always just i just like, so for clarification i do not have a problem with mark not liking something i am very yes, much team <laughs> no i am very much team like what you like and that's why when everyone tries to press me on something and i'm like I just like it. I don't. You don't have to justify what you like someone. But if you want to have a thought-provoking conversation, which is what came up today of why you don't like certain artists and you like others, there's value in that. And that's all. Mark just be getting mad because I'm like, why? And then he like, well, now I got to shit oh, on. Nah. I explained it. And, you know, Vernique used to do this too. But y'all be sitting there like, I mean, you just don't like it because... I just, like, I'm not one of those people that won't tell you exactly how I feel. Yeah. Uh, You've witnessed this in, in work meetings. and <laughs> But that's what I said. There's value in that conversation. A, At the end of the day, I don't, yeah. I'm not moved either way if you like something or don't. Like, I'm not like, oh, it makes you a better or a worse person. It's not that. I'm always curious about your why you like or don't like something. Yeah. And that's just from our relationship and the conversations that we have. That's why we have a podcast about art. We're getting on Brandon's nerves and he no, wants us to leave. No, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. It's, it's fine. like, it's, yeah. like, it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope everyone else finds it entertaining, I like too. these niggas arguing again. I mean, hey, man. Some things never change. I just, you know. We're going to be 10 seasons in arguing about same this. Thing. Yeah. Same Same topic. Hey, it happens. Hopefully, it's okay. I learn more so I can use bigger words when I'm like, look it. I yeah. like it. Why you need to use bigger words? You know what I'm saying? If I learned anything from watching Top Boy, um, <laughs> It's, it's calm, that, bro. It's that you can use fuck all that for anything. Oh, that's my go-to. Hey, bro, you hungry? Fuck all that. We're going to get burgers. Like, it's, <laughs> it, 
Yeah. It does in our vernacular. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But when you watch Top Boy, you're like, sense. yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because no. I think like a few weeks ago, before they released the season, and me and my wife watched the whole thing in two days. I, I, it would have made sense, but yeah. I just said it, and it made perfect sense in my yeah. mind. I'm, I, I, I think I've heard people say that. I literally said that shit to somebody who hadn't seen the show, and they thought I was like dismissing what they're saying. I'm like, no, 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 no. Context matters. It's, it can be agreeance. It can be uh, uh, an interjection. It can be a transitioning phrase. <laughs> it, it's all. All in one. It's everything. Yeah. All that to say. Yeah. Thank so, you for having us. Fuck all that. We appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you allowing us in your space and, and humoring our uh, uh, debate. Debating and, 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 and all that anger that Raquel has in her heart for me not liking work. That she likes. Um, yeah. That's really know. what it comes down to. I mean, she's fine to like that whack shit. That's cool. Um, I respect that about you. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But again, thank you. I've said this like four times now. And on behalf of Raquel Simone and myself, Mark Francis, we thank y'all for listening to Arts Explanatory Podcast that you can find on Twitter at you know what I, I fucked up my own shit arts explanatory comma podcast which can be found on twitter at x comma pod on instagram at arts explanatory comma yeah um even though my my, my friend said it looks like art sex but it's arts explanatory comma anyway check that out um keep listening peace bye